It is time for Radio Salon, our weekly discussion segment with our wonderful panel of experts uh, joining us here in the studio. As always, uh, first, the legal researcher from Laquant LLC, Professor Huang Jong-uk. Professor Huang, hello. Morning, Henry. And also joining us, a research fellow at Yonsei University Institute for North Korean Studies, Dr. Pong Yong-sik. Dr. Pong, good morning to you. Good morning. What we're going to be focusing on is uh, somewhat, I guess, what we do time to time here on Radio Salon is kind of get an assessment of the political situation in Korea. Uh, We are just after the National Assembly audit of the various uh, ministries of the government. And we have had all these uh, controversies in regards to prosecutorial reform and, and all these other allegations and scandals. Typically, as we've been saying, the national audit is an opportunity for the opposition to uh, kind of grandstand and and point out the flaws in the ruling party and the government and usually see kind of a a degradation of ruling party and governmental support uh, to the benefit of the opposition party because uh, you get a lot of media coverage and then you see a lot of people uh, thinking about these issues that are problematic for the government. That has not happened this time around, and that is really the main crux of the um, discussion point here is – Professor Pong, if you see recent polling, if anything, the ruling party has seen an uptick in support and the the opposition party has either been stagnant or even lost some support. The uh, approval rating for the president has been remarkably stable. We see dips of like, let's say, 0.1%, 0.3%, but he's basically staying around mid-40s, high-40s approval rating overall for job uh, performance. Why, Why do you think it is like that right now for the opposition? Well, that's not really a surprising phenomenon uh, when you compare the current case to the previous ones, especially uh, with the case that uh, the approval rating for the President Park Geun-hye, the only president uh, that was impeached by the Constitutional Court and the general referendum, used to enjoy very steady and stable approval rating until the uh, November of 2016 when the Chejunshin scandal uh, was brought up to the media. So you can't really say that the, the, simply because the uh, President Moon Jin's approval rating has been relatively stable, uh, that does not guarantee that his approval rating will remain stable until the last day of his presidency. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'd like to point out that um, it is not that meaningful to compare the popularity or the approval rating of the ruling party and that of the opposition party. Because I think there is a very pervasive and strong opposition and disappointment toward both political parties, if if not toward the politicians and political parties in general. So it's not so meaningful that, oh, our party is leading by 2% uh, to the opposition party. I think, um, Professor Huang, uh, w- one of the differences is dynamic. And I think Dr. Bong is right to point out that uh, the previous presidency we had I, I don't know if we call it concrete level of support, but uh, President Park Geun-hye... It used to be called concrete level yeah, that, of support. But, see, but the difference is that the concern media used to say when President uh, Park Geun-hye was low 40s, oh, look at this concrete support. But when uh, President Moon dips to like 48%, it's like, oh my gosh, this is a crisis in the presidency with the loss of support. But one of the dynamics that changed is that this time this is the center-left party and the modern history of South Korea has been the relatively stable approvals have always been on this kind of ruling elite 
athlete dating back from the uh, Lee Seung-man to Park Jung-hee uh, lineage line of what we know as the current opposition party, that they are the ones that usually re- receive that concrete support. Uh, and it's always been sort of a patchwork coalition of center-left people and then progressive parties that have to make up enough uh, voter support to, to actually win any of these uh, local local or uh, national elections. What do you make of the whole situation? Is it basically kind of just like the old James Carville, it's the economy stupid, it's COVID-19 stupid, and really basically uh, relative competence in that has kept things steady? Yeah, I mean, I would like to point out two things. One is, as you said, COVID-19. I think it's basically is casting, you know, a shadow over everything, not just in South Korea, around the world. And, you know, you don't need to look too, too, too much into the news, but, you know, there are huge spikes being, you know, reported in Europe and U.S. And they're actually in, in Europe now, you know, the various governments are ordering second round of lockdowns. And you look at, you know, South Korea, we are, you know, worried about having, you know, kind of like barely over 100 cases a day, which... You know, if it happens in, in anywhere in Europe, they'll be, you know, overjoyed to have, have that, that level of, you know, COVID-19. So, you know, you do have to give, uh, give you know, Moon administration credit, whether you're against it or not, that, you know, it has done a good job so far. You know, it's still, you know, very nervous, but has done, you know, really credible and, you know, a laudable job in, in the most, you know, greatest issue of the day that affects every country in the world right now. The other thing is that, you know, just a few days ago, you know, we saw uh, former President Lee Myung-bak's sentence being, you know, reaffirmed by the Supreme Court. And, you know, you, you can sort of see the opposition party still struggling with not just Park Geun-hye legacy, but also Lee Myung-bak legacy. And, you know, coupled with the fact that they, you know, had very you know, ambiguous attitude towards far-right groups in recent rallies, it, you know, the PPP is still weighed down by how, how it really needs to deal with its past, mm. you know, by the past two conservative administrations. So, you know, you, you look at those two big yeah. factors, I think, you know, it, 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 the new administration by no means is a very popular uh, administration in the sense that, you know, its approval rating has never gone above 50% for a really long time. Yeah. But PPP just cannot take advantage of it. I think those are the two big factors. And we're going to have to assume that it's not going to ever uh, reach the highs of 2018 Pyeongchang Olympics where it was uh, getting close to 80% with all that euphoria over the engagement policies and then Trump making all those big gestures and, and all that. So we're, we're pretty much probably going to be looking at this, although it could dip below, as you say. Uh, Dr. Wong, you have any uh, responses? Yeah, I'd like to point out uh, the fact that uh, you described the uh, opposition party, uh, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, the ruling party as a central left political party, central left, meaning that they are representing the progressive values, but I respectfully disagree yeah, with I, your... Yeah, I, 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 I would... I think, agree with your disagreement in the right. sense that I think there's a perception that they might not even be considered center-left anymore. Right. I mean, they, they, may, they may be uh, considered, to, um, they can be considered to be a central-left uh, when they are compared to the PPP. Right. But it's not, it's not like, it's like uh, saying that the PPP, you know, is a truly, genuinely conservative uh, political party be- simply because they are not, you know, like uh, Lee Myung-bak government or Park Jong-hee government or Jeon Do-won government. I mean, uh, can you really say that the, the current uh, PPP, People's Power uh, Party, is truly representative of the conservative ideologies and values in the South Korean society? I think there's not much difference between the ruling party and opposition party from the standpoint of the ordinary voters in the mm. Korean society. They are almost uh, of the same species. Well, so then, where is do, the do you vacuum? Believe it, well, there's a, a pretty uh, substantial vacuum because uh, 
uh, in a public poll conducted right before the National Assembly election last uh, April 15th, when the ruling party had a landslide victory, independent or, or the uh, respondents who said that they, do not ha- they did not have any party they like or they did not have any candidates they like to vote for, uh, was uh, almost uh, 27%, more than mm-hmm. a quarter of the South Korean public Uh, was not satisfied with the way the politics was. Sure. So I, I don't think there is not much uh, distinction between PPP and the uh, Democratic Party, whether they are truly uh, left. Wait, the difference being one's in power and the other right, is not. Right, right. Uh, I mean, can you really say the ruling party, Democratic Party, is truly representative of the progressive values uh, with regards to, say, uh, environmental issues or gender equality promotion, protection of the part-time workers or... Uh, reducing the regional antagonism or promoting youth employment. Can you really say that, yes, Minju Party is truly center-left progressive political party? Well, then I guess that makes the argument then uh, if we can let them be the conservative party, then (laughs) why do we need elections? (laughs) They can have uh, unlimited long-term rule going forward because they're going to... They are less corrupt than the PPP or its predecessors. I mean, as uh, Professor Huang pointed out, that at least the ruling party did not have President Lee Lee Myung-bak kind of scandal. Then the question for uh, you, Professor Huang, is with the PPP. You mentioned... Lee Myung-bak and Park Geun-hye. So they have that yoke on their shoulders still, two of their former presidents, rightly or wrongly. And, you know, people can agree or disagree with the court decisions and the prosecutorial investigations. But both sitting uh, former presidents uh, will be in prison for a very extended period of time, barring any pardons. That being said, and you mentioned the the far-right elements and kind of cleaving off of that. If The ruling party side has already usurped the center, as I think what Dr. Bong is alluding to. They're not the progressive party. They're really the center. Maybe they can be just basically the the mainstream party. Where is the the vacuum or where are the votes going to come from for the opposition? You can cut off yourself from the Taegukki and uh, Sarangjaegukkyohe and all those far-right groups. Are there there then enough votes to cobble together to win national elections? Well, I mean, otherwise they will continue to be a minority party if, you know, if that's the position they, you know, cling to. I mean, I, I think various elements of people within the PPP wants to move to the center uh, and, you know, kind of claim the, uh, the, the center ter- territory. And, you know, it's, there is a built-in incentive source to move in the center for every politician, right? I mean, that's where the vast majority of the votes are. I mean, people are, there aren't that many votes on the very, you know, extreme side. Either you go to the extreme left or extreme right, you know, the votes become more and more scarce, and the most votes are actually clustered around center. I mean, that's just a fact. I mean, not many people, only, you know, very small right. minority people hold really, really outlandish but, ideas. But let's say 10% of those, tegu- let's say they're 10% of the population. Those Tegeki votes have to go somewhere, right? And, and, I think the challenge for the opposition party has always been, and we saw that with Hwang Yo-won uh, as the, the former chairman of the party, is that they want to keep those Taegukki votes, but at the same time, they're trying to appeal to the center. It's, it seems like it's almost an impossible task because we saw that during the uh, general elections that most it of those impossible. people. So what, what can they do? Well, they have to go after the independent voters. But the problem is that uh, diluting your political identity and ideology would not cut it. You have to stand by your own core values and principles. So that's the core problem of the PPP, because we do not know what values, political ideology and agendas PPP actually stands for. Mm -hmm. It's a catch-all party, right? 
I mean, I I have a big problem with its its name. You know, as I um, <laughs> yeah, revealed the you, last you, time, you've PPP. You've talked about that. It's, it sounds like a, a health drink. You know, um, really name and or the. Purchasing power parity, right? But I, I think the the members of PPP wants to uh, highlight its image that it's a catch-all party, party for all the voters in the all the uh, you know in the wide range of ideological uh, spectrum. But that doesn't really work to capture the uh, voters, uh, independent voters in the middle, because you have to show your core values. Voters have to know. what they're buying, what they are voting for. But PPP does not have it. The name is so ambiguous. People's power may mean anything and everything. It's like, uh, it's like uh, uh, PPP uh, leaders are siding with the Juliet in the Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. But name does matter. Name does matter because name shows what you believe in. Yeah. Name shows what your... core values are. But you cannot just say that, oh, Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou Romeo? Deny your father, reject thy name. Uh-huh. I mean, the, a rose by any other name would smell as wow, sweet. Wow, we're quoting no, Shakespeare no. here. Very impressive. You cannot win elections by being like Juliet. Yeah. You got to be clear and definitive about what you represent. And the PPP has not shown True contrition and respect uh, for the past and the constitution. Mm. I mean, they remain ambiguous about this uh, President Im Young-bak going back to jail. No apology yet. That shows that uh, they disregard the okay. basic principle of liberal democracy, which is separation of power. They have to show the decision by the court. Like the impeachment of Park Geun-hye was uh, done by peacefully and legally by the decision uh, of the constitutional court. So they have to clear... Um, about where they stand. Right. I am worried that uh, any future appointments to be vice minister of, uh, you know, foreign affairs or or maybe getting a a, a legislative uh, kongchan electoral thing might be a little uh, jeopardized by uh, (laughs) these very strong statements against the PPP. But that being said, Professor Huang, with then you have to give some sympathy to Um, the interim chairman Kim Jong-in because it does seem like he has concertedly tried to make this party a bit more moderate or even more progressive in its outlook to attract independent voters. But he seems to be undermined now because you've got a lot of political ambitious folks, Won Yi-ryong, Oh Se-hun, uh, all these uh, former political big heavyweights that are kind of, kind of cutting him down and, and, and not really allowing him to pursue his agenda because they're eyeing future big races like the Seoul mayoral, like the Busan um, uh, mayoral by-elections and the upcoming presidential elections. So you kind of wonder what direction they want to go. Like he said, give us a vision, give us a platform that we can uh, vote on or uh, debate on. Instead, it's just lime optimists and uh, sons, kids, and it doesn't seem to have been effective politically. Yeah, and the mayoral elections, I mean, if you just kind of look at it, these by-elections are happening because of, you know, in part because, you know, very credible sexual harassment claims that have been made against both mayors. So you will think that in ordinary times, the the opposition party should have a huge upper hand, but it doesn't really look like it, at least not in Seoul. Busan, they're probably going to be competitive just because, you know, it's Busan and it's uh, Gyeongsangdo area. But at the same time, you know, they're really not having the the traction that they should have. Right. And the fact that these by-elections are a result of, you know, uh, these scandals. And I think that, you know, translates to, you know, Kim Jong-un, what have you done for us lately? I think that's going to be the central question going forward. Here is, I think, where we can have some disagreements. Dr. Bong, give us your thoughts on 
the ruling party's decision to have a uh, referendum, at least through party members, to vote on whether to field a candidate for both the Seoul and Busan mayoral elections. The party bylines, uh, the, the constitution says that they should not, if, if a uh, standing office holder falls due to these kind of scandals. Um, how how, how uh, angry are you about that? I'm not angry. I'm a very peaceful person. And this is a very nice uh, uh, Monday morning. So I'm not going to fall in trip, you said, and get angry. But uh, let me tell you this. Uh, The ruling party has its uh, uh, bylaws, right? Right. Uh, On this this type of matter. So it's a very simple matter. Just follow what bylaw says. Right. Right? So They shouldn't run field the candidate. No, no. What does the bylaw say? But they are going to alter the bylaws through party vote, which I guess there's an overwhelming, uh, the gauge's overwhelming majority sense that they do need to field candidates for these by-elections. They cannot let this uh, very important uh, positions right. uh, taken by the opposition party, right? In, in terms of that controversy or, or I guess... Well, um, the referendum is also done by the bylaws, right? I mean, bylaws are not meant to be frozen in time. And we are not talking about, you know, originalism uh, kind of interpretation of bylaws. They're changing bylaws by the rules set by the bylaws. So, you know, I mean... So laws are meant to be broken? No, I know, they're I, not breaking the law, right? I mean, they're changing the law. I mean, to do laws stay, first, stay the same forever. I mean, you know, if they follow the process for changing the laws, is that unlawful? Maybe, maybe I have a very high expectation for our politicians. Right, and so your counter-argument would be if, if somebody else said to you that, hey, biggest political scandal in the history of modern Korea was Choi Soon-sil, Park Geun-hye, and Hong Jun-pyo, And the, was it Chai Yuhang Gokdang at that time? Or the, the party that it was know. known as at that time said, we're still going to field a candidate right. for that right. uh, presidential race. But Henry, race. I heard that argument made by the member of the ruling party to right. uh, support the decision by the party leadership about this uh, interpretation of the bylaw to help this uh, general you know, referendum among party members. But my trouble with this argument is that, hey, that's somebody else's business, somebody else's case. You live your life by your own set of values and principles, right? Two does not make ah. one right. Two wrongs do, right. do not make one right. So don't, don't fall to their level, right. is if what you, you're saying. If you have made a promise to yourself and to others, then it's your responsibility to keep the promise, right? right. You, do not, you cannot justify your case by comparing yourself to others. Because so the others, argument is that it's not illegal, but it's immoral for them or no, 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 no. inconsistent for them. No, no I disagree with the, the, the first two adjectives, but I agree with that it's inconsistent. Because uh, uh, the ruling party clearly uh, uh, stood by their, uh, the, the principle of protecting mm. uh, women from sex, sexual violence. And uh, they have to think that whether this decision will be in line with the promise and pledge they have made. And uh, this is not anybody's business, but ruling party members' business. So it is okay if they're going to make decisions in any direction, but there will be consequences. I don't know whether the consequences will be positive or negative, but again... It's a matter belong to the ruling party members. But the ruling party members try to justify this uh, by comparing, pointing out the uh, uh, conservative party's uh, past behavior does not work. I will say there is a very significant now percentage of ruling party supporters who are sick and tired of why do these liberals have to be so weak and always talk about principle and and moral values and fair play when they're not getting the uh, job done because of the dirty politics 
politics being played by the opposition side. You got to fight fire with fire, and they want to see a more fighting attitude, and that is why uh, Henry, they've been you have to refrain the from then. Then you have to refrain from making claims that you cannot swallow or keep. Once you are in power. Because the ruling party right. was not under the gun when they pledged that they will do everything to right. protect women right, from violence. Right. There, I, I'm just saying that there's a counter-argument that they actually should have pushed this earlier because they're going to take the fire. They're going right. to take the criticism. So, but they, might, they should have just gotten this out of the way from the outset and, and have to deal with it. So the, then I once think, the time I passes, the pers- it'll I, fade I think from the person, memory. I think the person who suffers the most from this uh, wish-wash attitude demonstrated so far by the ruling party is Mr. i n a g y o n Because if he's a really strong principal, the leader, then this matter should not have been delayed this much. In terms of the outlook, uh, both for the Seoul mayoral and the Busan mayoral races, as you point out, looks like ruling party has a a bit of advantage here. Busan can go either way, but looks like it's going to lean towards the the, the conservative side. What about going forward with the uh, presidential race, uh, going it, just with the opposition? The dilemma seems to be they, they don't seem to have any viable, really strong candidate that you kind of look up and say, oh my gosh, this guy has a chance to win. Yeah, I mean, if you look at sort of public polls, it seems that it's either, you know, old names like Hong Junpyo versus completely unknown like Yoon s e o k y e o l I mean, other than that, I mean, you know, would, will the PPP actually be able to kind of grow and come up with a kind of a fresh appealing candidate so far, you know? I mean, I think they're trying, but it just it doesn't seem like they're able to come up with an answer in that front, at least so far. How concerned do you think the PPP should be that both Seoul, Busan, and then future presidential races, we don't seem to have any clear winners? And if Yoon Sung-yeol is indeed going to be the leading candidate going forward without any vetting and no political experience, is that going to be a dilemma if he uh, somehow falters like Pang Ki-moon did? Well, your question... Um Uh, lead us back to your first question, why there is a low popularity and approval rating for the opposition party, right? Because the opposition party with this uh, unique name, PPP, has not shown any change, fundamental change, right? I mean, people are still disappointed by the opposition party. That is why the low approval rating has been shown in the public polls for the opposition party. And outsider like Mr. Yoon Sung-yeol has been... you know, uh, floating around as the future leader of the conservative faction in domestic politics, right? They have to. PPP has to show that they are truly newly born party to represent the conservative values. But if they fail to do that, then uh, regardless of what kind of candidate they're going to put in those uh, mayoral elections or in the presidential election, uh, the chance to uh, win them will be quite... uh, Well, hopefully, uh, uh, PPP-related people are listening to you right now and going to be taking your advice. Dr. Bong, Professor Huang, thank you both for joining us. Really appreciate it. Uh, We're going to have to say goodbye. Life Abroad with Na Seng-yang coming up next. Stay tuned for that. We'll be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. Until then, enjoy the rest of your day. This has been Henry Shin. Goodbye.